The Way It Is with Sunan. Right, it's time to talk to Pat O'Neill and Sean Butler and uh, to listen to what they have to say about the week uh, that was. It's full of media, BBC, GA. Go, GAA Go um, we might ask them about the electric bikes and tenders and so on as well but um, good evening as it is to both of you good evening to you Pat O'Neill Good evening Sue and you're in great voice there in Bennetsbridge Hi. and yes well saying, saying it was the rain unfortunately yes yes it's very it's very rainy yeah terrible day today and Sean how are you doing I'm very good, Sue. Great stuff. Everybody's in great voice today. Um, Looking back at the week, look at you can't escape either the BBC or RTE, Pat. Which do you want to to start with? What do you make of of the RTE story? Are we fed up with it? Is there more to come? What do we think at the end of the day? I think there's a lot more to come, Sue. I mean, if this was a trial in a courtroom and you were a jury member, you'd be very, very confused at this stage because <laughs> the, the evidence from the different people, uh, a lot of it's totally contradictory. You know what I mean? We had uh, Miss O'Keefe um, two weeks ago telling us and now it seems there's emails to show that that she that she did know that the, uh, this guarantee w- w- um, contract was guarantee was being written. And things like that. And then you have Brian Tuberty and um, Mr. Kelly. They, they looked very, very assured at the start of the public accounts. But um, there was a lot of, um, I suppose, comeback from the TDs in relation to certain matters at both media and the public accounts committee. And look, I'm actually totally, uh, I'm not saying fed up with it, but um, the unfortunate thing is, it's going to cost, as I said earlier on, I suppose a few weeks ago, I think it set back RT around 10 years because now um, people that have the ability may not want to take a job in it. And also uh, people are now saying they're refusing to pay the licence. Also, potential advertisers and sponsors may not want to be embroiled in, a, in, a, in an organisation like RTE. And Mr. Backhurst has a big, big job um, now to put RT back, I suppose, on a sound footing and get the trust of the, of the public again. But it, it, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's a story to go on for a month and it looks like it's going to continue for another two weeks at least, if not three weeks. So it's unbelievable, that, that thing. Just, and the, mm, and the BBC one is it just, the BBC one, just I mean, uh, to, to mention it, it just shows uh, the tabloids in England have a lot to answer. And we lost a newspaper around 10 years ago, remember the time the debugging and things like that, News of the World, which is the same stable as the Sun, and things like that. So, I mean, uh, a lot of it was fabricated because, okay, he may have been doing what he was doing, but it was between consenting adults. Yeah. I've, I've lost you, Sue. No, sorry. No, okay. you haven't. No, yeah. I just have yeah. my, I, I suppose, my own thoughts on on that, I guess. Um what do you think, Sean? Well, I suppose to to deal with the BBC controversy first, I, I know I'm no fan of the Sun newspaper, so, but I do think there is a public interest where a very wealthy individual was using his wealth 
to, um, I suppose, engage in activities that, um, you know, uh, were were not illegal, but certainly were questionable. Um, and I, I do think there's a public interest in that. Uh, and I think people, uh, maybe this side of the water, to understand who Hugh Edwards is, he was such a high profile and, you know, dignified person, you'd have thought. He was chosen to make the announcement when the Queen died on BBC. So he would have been a, a pillar of British society. And clearly he had clay feet. Um, there's a lot of allegations against him. The first allegation, the police have said there's no criminal activity. But is there a public interest to know that this man was using his wealth to obtain photographs uh, of an adult nature from a potential drug addict? I do think there is. And I'm no, as I said, no fan of the sun, but like investigative journalism is just that, that you're looking for stories which are of a public interest. And I think that maybe the sun got it right on this one, one of the few times maybe they did. And on the RTE side, I think we've got to remember one thing. Like there's a vast amount of money seems to have been wasted. But that was public money. And while there was journalists and freelancers in RTE who were barely scraping a living, and many freelancers lost their living, there was the upper echelons of RTE were awash with money and seemed to be able to look after themselves. And like there's serious questions to answer. Like were people you know allowed to take redundancy and their jobs weren't made redundant? You know, who was signing this off? And I think there's a wider question across the whole public sector. If this has went on in RTE, what is going on in other public sector companies? And is the public getting value for money? Because at the end of the day, we are asked to pay our taxes and we should, and we should pay our TV license. But then we do have a right to expect that that money will be properly spent and properly accounted for. Now, I watched the uh, Ryan Tuberty um, grilling, shall I call it, in the Public Accounts Committee. Along with how many thousands of others? Oh, I, look, the, 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 the fact that Dublin, Dublin pubs were streaming it live, so I can't say I was convinced. And I, and I do think there is a need for openness, transparency and accountability to steal an old phrase right across the public sector now. And I, I do agree with you. I think there's a lot more to come out and I think if we lift stones in other public sector or semi-state bodies, I fear what we'll find. But we should find it because we can't like and we like if you do not pay your TV license, you'll be taken to court. Yes. Mm. Where is the money going? And like you can't ask people to pay their license unless they know that it's probably properly spent. And that's where I am on it. So. Should just just a question finally on it, and um, Pat, do you think Ryan Tuberty should be back on air? I thought of my sports when I saw the matter first and said it. I thought his, his career was finished in RTE, and then I suppose as the weeks went on and things started to, I suppose, um, come to light, I said no, he has a future with RTE, but I I, I don't think he has now again because. I think he went in with uh, his attitude was to the Public Accounts Committee, the seven wrongs that he was going to correct. And um, the RTE executive who met with the Public Accounts Committee yesterday contradicted a lot of those. And so very, very hard to, to work in an organisation where you seem to have no confidence in the people that are managing it. And so the people that are managing it are going to, uh, I suppose, punish you for that situation. I don't think... 
I don't think he will be back in the air. You don't? What, what, do you, no. Do you think he sh- should? Um, it's a hard one to call. I think, I think uh, Ryan Tuberty is a very, very good broadcaster. And if he, if he is lost to RTE and to, to Ireland, uh, I think that uh, it will be a big loss. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing him back in the air. But I think uh, he'll... He, He'll be very. He'll have to be very meek and mellow. Uh, for might might make great broadcasting, but well, it might be. I mean, I mean, but look, look. The thing is, I I wouldn't have a problem with him coming back because I don't think he was the the real root of the problem. I think the real root of the problem was the, the RT executive. I think he's himself and his agent uh, got a good deal and a better deal than a lot of people. Uh, yeah, one of the big questions, of course, have. is will RTE d- um, decide not to treat with agents anymore and if that's the case like I thought it was very that interesting won't work, that won't work that won't work Sue because I mean if I'm a person in, I mean I, and I have an agent um, I'm entitled I suppose I'm entitled to have that person represent me because I mean these people whether whoever you are you may not be the best at negotiating but these but people as far as I know they don't them. have agents in the BBC they just have um uh, they just have a, a price on the job, and Hugh Edwards was the most. Um, well, he was, yeah. Gary Lineker is the highest paid person in the BBC, and Hugh Edwards was in the top three, so he was. Yeah. You know I mean, it's uh, he was over, over half a million a year. But, like, I mean, Hugh Edwards, as Sean did say, he was the same. But what's BBC. interesting is that it's so this kind of narrative was created that if they weren't, and this seems to me to be somewhat at the root of, well, this particular part of the scandal anyway is that the narrative was created probably by the agents and Noel Kelly isn't the only agent that if these people weren't paid top and over the top dollar that they'd be gone over to England or to the United States or hardly to Europe um, elsewhere. Um, But Ryan Tuberty says he does want to go back on air and that it's all he's got, he said. Yeah, and I, I think it's easy to say that Ryan Tuberty would go to America or go to um, to Britain. Ryan Tuberty's a nobody in the US broadcasting, and um, he's he's a nobody in the UK. I mean, the, his uh, profile in those uh, media markets is non-existent. So really, RT should have called his bluff. Uh, and it does also call into question this whole idea of independent contractors where they're, they're able to negotiate their salaries every five years. I mean, effectively, I don't think Ryan Tuberty will be coming back very soon to RTE. And I think one of the problems he's going to face, and it was put very well during the week, how does he walk into the RTE canteen and sit down with his colleagues who all took big wage cuts and all suffered when it now comes out that, well, maybe Ryan didn't. So yeah. The person at the top wasn't. And yet people at the bottom end were actually made to struggle um, because they were told there was no money. So I think that's going to be where Ryan is going to suffer. Um, And I do think from an advert... I, yeah, I, from an advertising viewpoint, I think he's damaged goods. Yeah, we'll just have to, to wait and well, see well, to some well, extent. Well, Sorry, Pat. The, per- the person that started all this was, I suppose, Gay Bourne. And Gay Bourne was looked to be irre- irreplaceable. And that's why RT, I suppose, we have to, what they call, the lot presenters are called talent. But, I mean, as Sean has said, like, Ryan Tuberty, I mean, and these, um, 
they, they're not any better than what the BBC have. Like, I mean, people have made in Ireland were, or England that were Irish were Terry Wogan, Eamon Andrews, I suppose, were top broadcaster, Graham Norton now. But, I mean, right Tuberty, if he started in the BBC or ITV or somewhere now, he'd be starting at the bottom rung of the ladder, so he would. And I don't think he'd be able to get, uh, command the fees that he's commanding in RT. But I think RT, I mean, set this up, I mean, this... this the opportunities are not there that you're going to lose talent. None of the independent stations can pay. Um, I mean, OK, Gay was supposed to be offered a million to leave one time when Capital Radio started um, that time. But I mean, none of the independent radio stations would be able to afford to pay uh, what RT are paying. And you know that yourself. You're involved with a, a, in a, an independent, a local radio station. I mean, News Talk or Today FM and... Today, um, today uh, and we say news talk, none of those will be able to pay money like that. Okay, well, as somebody who I respect uh, very much said to me last week, though, in Ireland we don't forgive and that nobody died, nobody was abused here. So, um, I don't know, maybe... Is it all out of proportion? No? I don't think so, So I, I, I think they, they've got caught... They've got caught in a bad situation and I think, you know, I, I think it's going to be very hard to come back from that. All right. So we've done the BBC. We've done RTE. GA Go. Who wants to take that? I mean, that's come up. Our own uh, chief executive, John Purcell, was before the media uh, committee talking about sport in the media. Um, but he was making the point that um, radio hardly got a look in. It's 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 all about the the TV. Any strong views on GA Go? Well, I, I think GA Go Sue is a great service. Oh, do um, you? And I, yeah, I do. And I I think there's been a, a lot of jumping on the bandwagon here. Um, I mean, I remember as a, as a well, I wouldn't say a child, uh, as, as a teenager growing up, there was very little GA and telly. Um, and now we have multiple options for GA to go on telly. And I think, you know, GA go, I, I would look forward to see it being expanded. Um, and, you know, both for people living overseas, but also for the smaller counties. I mean, uh, like one of the matches on it I saw was Leitrim versus Fermanagh. That won't get on normal TV just due to viewing numbers. Yet now people around the world and, you know, anywhere they want can view it. It also gives them an opportunity to bring on better sponsors. Uh, and I think money talks, uh, unfortunately, in sport. And for smaller counties to have the opportunity to see their matches broadcast and also to give people the opportunity. I think this idea that all you know, GA matches will be free to air um, and the GA will pay for everything that's not realistic in the world we live in. We can go back to, you know, the um, provincial finals being on telly um, and maybe the semi-finals on All-Ireland and that'll all there'll be. I think GA Go has offered us a great opportunity and I actually look, look forward to being expanded. And I think really people have just jumped in the bandwagon now and used this to beat the GA. So. OK, Pat, what do you think? Well, it's the world we live in, you know what I mean? I mean, the GA is technically is, is a commercial organisation and they are looking for uh, income sources. Okay, they had Sky, which were showing, and there was a kick-up about Sky because Sky was, uh, I suppose, uh, if you wanted to watch Sky, you had to pay, you're paying a subscription to them. It's technically the same thing. And But there's nothing wrong 
with the GEA selling their commodity. If you want to watch Premier League soccer, you have to be you have to watch you have to subscribe to Sky or to BT Sport as it was and um, our Premier Sports, and that was it. The GEA have a product to sell, and they can't have all the matches on on um, we say a terrestrial television, which is um, for everybody to see because timings doesn't work, and also their program schedule wouldn't work. So. If matches are on at different times on Saturdays, uh, which would seem to be the, the peak time for GA go, look, I think the GA are entitled to, to sell a product, and, and that's, the, that's the world we live in. All right. Um, and cost, broadband, availability, you just think it's a good idea? Good idea. Well, well Sue, people are spending huge money every year to watch UK um, right. Premier League uh, okay. and Sky. And like GA Go is 150 euro a year for uh, what was it 38 matches works out about four euro a match. Mm-hmm. Um, I I th- now I I personally think that the more we get on it, uh, and I'd love to see club hurling on it. Uh, and I think it's it's somewhere we should be grown as a sport rather than trying to retract. Okay. All right, staying with sport, Kilkenny through to the All Ireland. Do you want to predict the score, Pat? Um, well, look, I mean, it's great that we're in the All-Ireland. I mean, Kenny, it was a great display last week. And uh, I suppose the, the goal at the crucial time uh, did change the match for us because they seemed to be getting on top. But um, I must say, especially, I know Cody got mad at the match, but TJ Reid, at 35 years of age, mm-hmm. the, the amount of work he put in, he's unbelievable. And, I mean, we all have debates about who's the greatest hurler of all time. And, uh, I mean, I would definitely put him up there in... Uh, as maybe the greatest hurt that Kenny have ever seen because he has everything and um, I think the the contribution of the four Shamrocks players Mikey Butler and Owen, and Owen Murphy's save at the end I mean if that was on Sky Sports in a Premier League match we'd be seeing it repeated for every 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 okay. day so I asked you if you pre- pre- predict the score I, I, though I hope we do win but I mean I, I believe we have an, in, uh, an injury uh I don't want to make anything public, but I believe we have an injury of a, a major player on our team oh. who will not be able to play in the final. So, look, mm. the thing is, uh, we need everybody to be playing at our best. Look, I think that Kenny will have to play at 100, 110%, okay. and maybe Limerick a little bit below because they are a good team and we can't say anything about it. They beat as well in the league final, but I'll give us a chance. We had a chance. We were with them for a long time in the All in the All Ireland last year. So, if we can stick with them for 70 minutes. We, we can beat them. All right, you're you're refusing to answer the question like so many in we, the okay. in the Doyle Oireachtas committees. We will. We, Sean, we will win. Then. Okay. Sean, I'd say predict- the mathematician. The mathematician in me says Limerick will win it too, but the hopeful in me says Kilkenny. But I suppose, look, uh, like many people, I think in Crow Park last weekend. Halfway through the second half, I thought we'd be getting the coats and going home early, and yet we came back. So Absolutely. I think Kilkenny, you can never write us off. And look, Kilkenny are probably in the ideal situation. Okay. No one expects us to win, and we have nothing to lose. OK, listen, I'm up against time because I need to do headlines at half past five. Um, M- Michael, the, the, um, Michael Doyle. Uh, the new Cahirlach of Kilkenny County Council has forgiven, it seems... The Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, what do you think in a word, Pat, as a former Fine Gael councillor? Well, I mean, that's Michael Doyle. Michael Doyle is a title, I suppose. You, you, you wouldn't you be, conf- you wouldn't be forgiving him. In your heart. No, <laughs> I, I, still, I, still wouldn't, I still wouldn't have 
the grace of time for him over uh, the way he treats Phil Hogan. And you wouldn't have him back in Kilkenny? Well, he's entitled to come to Kilkenny, and if he did come to Kilkenny, I'd shake his hand. But I mean, right. that's it. All right, but you're not forgiving him too too quickly. Listen, well, I'm, not invi- I'm not inviting him. All right, you're <laughs> not inviting. Listen, I've got, I've got to go. Two good news stories in a couple of words, Sean. Uh, well, uh, the, for me, the good news story is Kenny male footballers are out in the junior oh, fi- or semi-final. Yeah. And hopefully we'll be seeing uh, at least one All-Ireland Cup coming back. Um, it was a great day last year when they won the junior football. So uh, hopefully we see the same again tonight and on Sunday. OK, Pat, I know you're well, cha- well, chafing at the bit that, there with your good news story. Well, well, that was part of my good news. My good news stories were, were sport this week. I mean, if you get any footballers tonight, and, and if they do win, that they get to play between for Kerry and Jerry next Sunday, uh, the All-Ireland semi-final, they'll play the All-Ireland final, the junior final. The second one is the Irish under-20s, a World Cup final tonight. Yeah. We don't get to many World Cup finals on at 6 o'clock. And then, of course, the big one on Wednesday, the ladies starting their World Cup campaign. And it just shows how much, it, how much the commitment is. That Absolutely. Columbia was abandoned after 20 minutes today. It was. Denise O'Sullivan has been um, well, injured because... But too, it was too physical. It was too physical. That's a bit extraordinary, yeah. Anyway, we'll hear yeah. more about that later on. Listen, sorry to cut you off because you're always such no good worries. value. Listen, thank you so much. Oh, Have a great Sue. week and we'll talk to you again next week and it'll be the eve nearly uh, uh, of the All-Ireland. Cheers, Sue. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you Sue. very Bye. much indeed. Thank you, Pat O'Neill there, former Fine Gael Senator and Sean um, Butler, who's a, a former uh, Labour Party candidate. The Way It Is with Sunan.